0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is April Kramer. She's the co owner of Apple Pie Painting. It's hit a real sweet spot here in Kansas City, and she's going to be telling you about the company and how it got started and some of the challenges she's had. But first, a little bit about April. She was born and raised here in Kansas City, and she's been an artist since she was just a kid. She's won national awards in various art competitions. She did study business online, but she credits most of her skills and knowledge to good old-fashioned experience and to YouTube. She's also worked in small business management positions for about 12 years, and then she took that leap into business ownership herself, and she's been doing that ever since. One thing that has remained constant is that she's passionate about bringing art to people around the globe, and Kansas City is just fortunate enough that she is based here with her company. So welcome to the show today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely April. it's a pleasure. Tell us about apple pie painting. What does it do? What's the concept behind it?
1: Uh, we took the concept of the wine and paint parties where you go to a studio and maybe you have a couple of drinks with your girlfriends and they walk you through how to recreate a painting and we took the concept and brought it mobile. So we are completely exclusively mobile. Painting party experience that comes to your house or your office or your church, and we um, we like to say we are Bob Ross meets Martha Stewart at a fun party. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so really, you take the concept on the road, and you can go into businesses. I imagine it would be a great team building exercise for businesses, and and you can do for churches, yeah. schools, and you even you even go into homes too, don't you?
1: Yeah, actually, um, uh, with the team building experiences, uh, we have a whole custom package uh, that we do a half-day event, and it pairs two different uh, painting experiences that focus on individual effort coming together for a common goal as a team at the end, which is, Basically, what business is anyway, right? You know, you have your mm-hmm. accountant that does their job, and the human resources. If everybody does their job, you have this pretty product to give to your clients. Um, and then, but I would say eighty percent of our business is girls that want to get together on a Friday or Saturday night at their house and uh, crack open a couple of bottles of wine and just enjoy quality time with people that they love and love to laugh with and. We like to say they love to laugh at, too. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, what inspired this concept? I know you mentioned, you know, by way of explanation of the concept that it's modeled right. after the paint and wine parties and, and you made it go mobile. But what, what inspired you to do that? Um, I was actually
1: teaching at the studio location And I had a group of ladies that were in there, and they were there for their women's church group for the night, just looking to have a nice, relaxing evening. And the second group that walked in were a group of girls in their early 20s with two bottles of Jack Daniels um, (laughs) looking to have a bachelorette party with uh, all the little additions that come with that. So um, it was kind of one of those things where, you could tell, I mean, everybody got along all right, you know, and everything like that. And they were respectful of each other's groups, but it just really kind of dawned on me. They should both be able to enjoy this in whatever environment most is most comfortable for them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if these girls really want to get torn up and, you know, and have a great time and all of that stuff, then they should be able to do that without feeling like they need to keep it Calm, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sure. then, you know, same for the other group. That I, I just felt like we could bring this experience, experience to so many more people by making it more of a private intimate experience for them.
0: Right. Yeah. If one group wants to get really loud and noisy and and really uh, make it a party occasion and the other one's just trying to chill out and relax after a long week of working, uh, you know, sometimes that doesn't mix real well, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So, okay. Well, when you take this on the road, what does it include? You bring everything, right? Yeah, all you all they have to
1: have are the tables and chairs. And as a matter of fact, we do uh, kids parties, and we tell the parents just to not even bother with chairs, because uh, the kids <laughs> end up standing up, and then we, and then we're trying to navigate chairs along with everything else. So, yeah, really, it's just the tables and chairs, and uh, we bring in the tablecloths, the aprons, easels, canvases, brushes, paints, a fun instructor uh, that. And with our instructors, they're all—they all have technical art background, uh, you know. So if you come up and you go, "I want to make a seafoam green," they are going to know how to tell you what colors to, you know, to get to make that seafoam green that yeah. you're looking for. Or combine it, sure. Absolutely. And they're a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> we learned that le- we learned that lesson early on. That uh, uh, one of our first hires, it was—he had the technical background, but. You have to be able to get up and really engage with your guests and make sure that they're having a great experience.
0: Yeah, and probably again, like you were talking about before, um, be able to understand what they're trying to achieve there in terms of are they just all trying to relax, exactly. or do I get to be the fun DJ guy kind of, uh, you know, right. keeping things <laughs> riled up and going? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that takes uh, that takes some doing to be able to manage. You definitely have that to way. be a
1: yeah, you definitely have to be a chameleon. To yeah,
0: that's a to great word for that. <laughs> so you bring all the supplies, and then you take, this, um, you take the group step by step. Do they all work on the same painting, I take it, then?
1: Yeah, uh, we've toyed around with the concept of doing different paintings, but the logistics to give a great experience just don't provide for that. So we just walk the whole group through. But what is a little unique in what we do is that we do not limit you to only using the colors that you know, like for the for the example painting if it just has red, blue and white and you want to do yours in your orange, green and purple, then we're totally fine with that. You we bring all the colors, we bring ten different colors. And they get to pick through them and and do whatever they want to it. I mean and realistically it's a blank canvas. So we've had several people that are just artistic in nature that come in and kind of just go rogue and paint their own thing. And I always think it's funny when somebody comes to me and they go, can I paint what I want to paint? And you're like, hey, (laughs) it's like canvas. You do, you do you, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's fantastic to see people really getting uh, creative and outside of the box. And it's just really, it's a really cool cool idea and experience and everything.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that you do uh, the the team building exercises, you know, using this as an, a team building exercise. And then, uh-huh. uh, you know, the, the vast majority though are, uh, just, just groups of people who want to get together and, and have an evening together painting and sharing uh-huh. some food and some, some, uh, something to drink. But you also do fundraiser packages. What are those like?
1: Yeah. Um, so our fundraiser packages are really great. Um, we could, we just do a regular painting party, just like uh, any other one of our painting parties. Uh, But what we do is we require 20 painter minimum, but we give $10 per painter back to the organization, um, which is really uh, about a 30% return for for the organization, which is a lot higher than most. But we really just felt like it was a way – I mean, we've done ones for juvenile diabetes, uh, Gosh, I, I can't even think of all the different American Heart Association, all sorts of different fundraisers, but it's a great time. And what's great about it is that everybody walks away with something to take with them that, you know, there's no way that they're ever going to look at that painting and not remember what they were there for that day. And, you know, and the memory that comes along with looking at that painting every time. So
0: exactly. it's really awesome. Exactly yeah and, and and so you've got you've got the um individual parties that you do you've got the the team building exercises, and then you've got these fundraisers uh, Do you have maximum numbers that you can do? I know you've got some minimums on some of these packages, but how about maximum numbers?
1: I haven't found a party yet that I couldn't accommodate. We've done parties <laughs> up to eighty people and we have supplies for Think we have supplies for about 100 to 150 right now, but okay. you know uh, we've got the staff that can that can take on a large, large scale party like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and really, we've got the equipment. What we do when we get into those large groups is we will do a video camera that projects the image up oh, for okay. everybody. Because when you get into large crowds like that, if I'm just standing at the front trying to teach on a you know, 16-inch canvas, the people in the back are not easily going to be able to see that or hear me. So we, we have a full sound system with mics and uh, video projector and everything to make large-scale groups like that a lot easier,
0: too. Sure. To. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great idea. Now, a lot of times when it comes to artistic endeavors you hear the old cliches about oh, starving artists, or mm-hmm. you know, artists aren't artists aren't interested in really the business aspect of it. It's totally right. the creative side. You obviously, as an artist, have found a way to monetize your artistic uh, inclination and and talents. So, so tell us about how what you had to learn in order to do that. What was it like to finally make the leap, take something that you're passionate about and have been, as I said, since you were a kid, and actually uh-huh. turn that into a business? Some people would say, oh, that would ruin it for me. You know, now I have to be out of <laughs> But, But tell us about it's, making that leap. It's, I, think it's,
1: I think every artist in and of itself is different. Um, you know, the, I just never saw the gallery art being my path. First of all, the money to buy those huge, huge, large canvases. It's like absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a plant, but I just never saw that as my path. Now, I have a cousin who is a Sinistat artist that's amazing, and that's what she does is large gallery work. So I think it's individual to the artist. But one of the things um, that you had mentioned that people kind of go, oh, no, that would ruin it for me. Mm-hmm. I will say that when I started this business, I did it because I was like, oh, I get to paint all the time. This is great. And uh, it really, I, I found that I have to go and do my own personal painting outside of the business
0: sure. to
1: continue to improve upon my skills um, because all of our paintings are designed with the idea that we're going to be teaching them to people who have never picked up a paintbrush before. You know, so the concepts and everything are very simple. But to run it as a business, uh, things that I didn't know when I started this was uh, I have now learned how to HTML code and run a website <laughs> and have it SEO optimized and learn Facebook marketing and what a Facebook pixel code is and (laughs) uh, just all sorts of business side of things. But what I find it is, it's really artistic in and of itself. I mean, I enjoy learning and the challenge of it. And, you know, I mean, especially designing a website, you're just using different tools to place things where you want them to go in code versus a paintbrush paint. Uh, the concept's still kind of the same. You still have mm-hmm. to come out with a layout that works. You still have to use basic design principles of line and balance and color and all of these different things. So I don't know, I for me I've always just I've loved learning. I love learning new things and applying them. I was never good at college because I just didn't feel like I was learning things that were applicable to my life at that moment. Mm-hmm. At that sure. moment, It's like, I'll go learn it when I need to learn it and apply it to what I'm needing to apply. But when I learn something, I really go deep into it and learn every aspect of it that I can.
0: Yeah, and I, I love your analogy there that, that whatever it is that you find yourself having to do in order to run your business is really art as well. And I think you put that very well. You own this Hi. business along with your husband, Joey. Tell yes. us about mm-hmm. um, you know the roles that you play and how you have, you know, it, it, anytime you have a partnership, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a, a another family member, or whether it's an a, you know another partner, um, you know, another another business partner. It, it's always a balancing mm-hmm. act. You know, you've got two people, yeah. and and you can come up with different ideas. And so, how how do you um, how do you define your roles and how have you managed to um, have a healthy Not marriage healthy. <laughs> as well as a healthy business?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we, what's really kind of different about us is we started the business before we were even engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, we both took the leap and went 50-50 in on the business about six months after we'd started dating, um, wow. so it was really it was really kind of a very big leap of faith um, but and i remember, you know I remember at the beginning we were so psyched about it, and we would sit up for hours and hours just brainstorming all these different ideas around it um, and and everything like that and at that time it was we didn 't really know who who did what you know there was no roles defined it was just he was working, so I worked the business, and then when he came home, he would try to do whatever he could, and so that's where he kind of started looking into Facebook marketing and things like that, and that's kind of where he developed his role as our marketing guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but over the last two years, it's really been a struggle because at some points I was the person taking care of, you know, supplies and inventory, and then at other points he would be the person taking care of supplies and inventory, and we each do things differently. Um, So, yeah, there's been a lot of arguments. Um, We're just both very passionate people. We also are both people that always have to be right. (laughs) (laughs) So that can create some tension. But more than anything, I think we both just recognize that we both have the same common end goal in mind, and that's what we want to get to. Um, I credit a lot of being able to make it through this to the Beta Blocks program that we went through. Um, I just I got a lot of support through there uh, with other, other entrepreneurs that are in the Beta Blocks program. We all have a very tight-knit uh, communication level with each other. If I ever need anything, I can turn to them and go, hey, you know, my... My husband's driving me crazy. How do you handle this? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and things like that. But our family's been super supportive, and it's it's all about communication. It's all about sitting down at the end of the day going, okay, what are we really fighting about? Where's the real, you know, where's the real problem at? Um, our, and the building of our newlywed relationship, because we just did finally get married <laughs> mm-hmm. in December of 2015. Um and that, I will say that it's a little bit different, I think, than most people's newlywed experiences. I'm um, sure Because we're kind of thrown into the fire. We try to stay focused. We try to make sure we take time. Um, a lot of times, we will plan time to just sit down and brainstorm about our dreams and our goals. Uh, when we first started, we used to only watch Shark Tank and Caribbean Life, because <laughs> Caribbean Life was where we want to be, and Shark Tank was how we get there. And, oh, and we would sit and listen to how the investors talk, and that's how we learned about a lot of the uh, just terminology in the industry right. and everything like that. So we just both work, work well together when we need to, and when we're not, then we just separate <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and go to sure. different corners. Right. Well, you know, it occurs to me, and, and sometimes I think, um, I don't want to oversimplify it here, but in a family business, uh that so many more emotions come to the table plus mm-hmm. you don't get to physically leave the building and and separate for the evening yeah. you're back at home carrying everything that happened at the office with you but still one of the things that one of the lessons or pieces of advice that advisors give to businesses is remove the person, that the actual person from the role. Come up with um, divisions within your company or, or yeah. roles within your company that aren't uh, necessarily tagged to a certain person or personality, but that, that is a role. This is a function, and these are the roles that have to be um, performed yeah. in order to carry out that function. And, and separate it that way so that uh, you know, when you're talking about so you, whether you were related or not, you would need to start the separation of duties. Obviously, you know, you collaborate and come together as needed. But it, it would just seem to me that in a family business, uh, or in your case, you know, with newlyweds, you just you, just, you know, if you follow that advice, um, yes. where where you do have the separation of duties and you do have that, even if it's a very rudimentary um, organizational chart where the same names are in many boxes, at least (laughs) you've you've made those designations. And is that really about what you you had to to resort to in order to get through some of this?
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. It was about, gosh, it's been right at about, I think, a year now. And we were really just, uh, things weren't getting accomplished because, i thought he was doing it he thought i was doing it or we'd get started on it and the other one would interrupt because we didn't like that way and (laughs) and it was just a lot of crossover um and so finally it came to a point where we sat down we said okay we need to figure out who's doing what and so we each wrote up our own job descriptions and duties and then wrote one also for the other person and then we Hmm. cross-compared them Narrowed it down, and then we actually went online and found a free online org chart maker, which I couldn't even begin to tell you what it was now. But we went through and we did that exactly. And I mean, and I made it kind of funny because, like, where they put the they had a little spot for us to put our picture, you know, (laughs) next to our name. And so I went on Facebook and found like all these crazy silly pictures of each of us and kind of put those in there to keep it lighthearted. Sure, Um, not so professional, Um, but that really, that really, really helped us. Because now, I mean, when it comes to the marketing side of things, I go to him and I say, this is a thought I had, you tell me what you think. Because he knows that side so much more than I do. Mm -hmm. And same with, you know, same with him. He comes to me whenever we have something new that we want to implement. And I'm the one that figures out how that process is going to work and how it's going to right. be streamlined and, and things like that. So we, we now have a separation that really helps with
0: all that. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. still
1: crossover here and there, and especially because we run everything out of our house. So there's no going to the office. There's no, this is my office, my house, my kids are here. You know, I always tell people when they call, do you have a studio we can come to? No, you can come to my house, but you might be sitting on a pile of laundry to do your yeah, exactly. thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, being that it's in our house, we kind of have our own offices down in the basement. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a separation for us uh, to go, you know, to go down into the basement. It's like, okay, that's work zone.
0: Right. So let's talk about how you're thinking bigger. Uh, what What do you see in the future of the company? What are some of the next steps? Oh, well, with the next steps, uh, obviously, we're
1: trying to uh, just get a bigger reach here in the Kansas City metro area. We go currently about an hour outside of the Kansas City area, so we're attempting to expand those boundaries and uh, grow through the Midwest region. Right now, uh, trying to put those things together so that we can then take our practices from that and develop a franchise strategy and begin franchising, probably by the end of the year is when we hope to start doing that. Um, And then we also are are going to be rolling out a line of kits, which are kind of painting parties shipped direct to you. Um, Right now, we have a couple of prototype ones that have me on a DVD uh, that we did in our kitchen. Uh, So I like to say that I am now a movie star. Um, and uh we take all the canvases brushes paints and the instructional video and everything you need and we package it all up and ship it direct to your house and uh it comes with the little easels on the back so you can just sit in your living room and watch the video and recreate your painting as if you're oh. at a painting party It's really okay. great for um i have a lady who is just i mean she's just dying to get them and she wants to do a monthly subscription of two painting kits per month that she goes over to her sister's house who has a disability and isn't you know isn't it's not easy for her to get out of the house and go do anything so she takes them over there and then sits and they do them together and and she really enjoys that so we're hoping to run out a a monthly subscription model uh, for new paintings and things like that but you know, we've got to figure out all the logistics behind all sure, that.
0: Sure, but but the but the online aspect of it uh, sounds promising mm-hmm. at least. So you're exploring that. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah, your eventually website? Eventually
1: one day we'll oh. do manufacturing and distribution of art supply products. and
0: oh, <laughs> you've got some big plans. But you that's, guys that's do undone. sit around yeah. and, 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 yeah, and certainly yeah, talk yeah. about that. Um, so if anybody's interested in checking out more about you, what is your sure. website? uh applepiepainting.com oh so applepiepainting.com very easy to remember same name as the company you can go out there find out more about the company find out more about how to book events and also possibly you know order a kit so that you can have your own party you don't have to be here in the kansas city area in order to do that absolutely absolutely <laughs> April, I wish you much continued success. Please keep us in the loop about your plans. And we All just right. really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your thoughts and experiences today. All right. Thank you so much, Kelly, for having me. Absolutely. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com, follow us on Facebook, Making Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time.